Welcome one and all to the Consistently OK podcast. My name's Luke and I'm here as always with Nick. Hello. Presenting you with a podcast centred around pop culture that we do our very best to make Consistently OK for you. This week's sponsor is a Kickstarter comic called Wolf Cubs. Wolf Cubs is a fun fantasy adventure with dark elves, magic and much more. The heroic trio known as the Wolf Cubs battle a mighty leech for the elixir, Heart's Desire. Be sure to check out the Kickstarter for an amazing all-ages read. Head to the link in our description to view the project. All right, then, here we are, Nick. A podcast we've been waiting to record for a long, long time now. For I have finally seen Spider-Man No Way Home. Congrats. The world is uh, <laughs> is complete. My life is complete. I am happy. Good. Good. We shall save that for towards the end of the podcast, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Keep people waiting, you know? Keep people waiting, anticipating it. They've waited this like long. They'll wait a bit Did longer. Did I not like it? Who knows? You loved, you loved it. <laughs> Who knows? So there's loads of other things to talk about as we haven't had a podcast for now a few weeks. So where do you want to start? You tell me. Uh, yeah, I do actually have quite a few things on my list. Uh, tell you what, I'm going to start with like a quick fire round of Ooh. things I've seen over the last month or so. Um, okay. So, first of all, uh, this sort of doesn't, it's not quite within our realm of pop culture geekiness. However, the actor has played pop culture characters, but I watched King Richard because I know you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quite enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was good, but I di- he's not the most interesting part of that story, which I was like, this is really weird. Like, the, the first chunk of it i was like i'm more interested in the sisters then the second chunk i was like okay his story is interesting and then it sort of ends with the story about her rather than him and i was like i I don't know who i'm supposed to like be a following or attached to it's quite weird i I think you're supposed to i mean obviously the film's after him isn't it it's named after him yeah it's i think it's a story about the whole family because i think you could throw in king ritual you could throw in Richard's wife as well. Like, I think yeah. she has a pretty big role in it as well. You can also mm. throw in, you know, the, uh, what's his name? What's the Punisher called? What's his real name? John Berthel. Frank Castle. Uh, John Berthel, yeah. You could throw yeah. him as well because he, he has a big yeah. part. Obviously, it's not his story, but he's, he's a huge part of the second half of the film. Yeah, like huge, but yeah. Obviously, the main, the main character is Will Smith's King Richard role, but it's, I think you're supposed to definitely... Venus, you're supposed to. It's more just as much her yeah. story, isn't it? Yeah. Just surprising considering that Serena obviously had a more successful, yeah, career, career yeah. overall. Um, it, which is good that they they used her as well. It's like saying that that was a huge moment in the film. Spoilers, by the way. Yes. Well, most people probably know what goes on in their lives, but the tennis court when Richard approaches her when she's of the sister is obviously jealous of everything going on, but it's like it's all part of this plan. Like she's actually gonna. Yeah take the world by a storm but I, I just i thought it was a very good film it was a nice yeah. film i thought will smith was great uh, he was really good in the yeah. role yeah um and i i liked it I've, I've seen a documentary after we filmed it where he's trying to lose all the weight not that oh, he right. had, by any means had a lot of weight on him but yeah. he's he says about like the like getting out of shape for the first time in a long time for the role and everything um so that's quite interesting as well because he's a big family man isn't he will smith yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, obviously this has a uh, probably was a wouldn't say it was an easy role because he's used to that sort of stuff. But it's interesting role for him. Mm. I think he went from playing bloody genie in Aladdin to 
King Richard, and that is a that is a shift. Yeah, uh, Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, King Richard. Guy Ritchie was it a so, Guy Ritchie film? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't actually seen Aladdin to be honest. We started it, my wife and I, <laughs> but it just didn't. Uh, yeah. Didn't happen. It, it always struck me as one where he'd basically done it for a paycheck. Had turned up on set for like three weeks, and then had been like, "Cool, somebody else can finish this. I'm going to go make the gentleman." And that's yeah, because he wanted film. that's that's what he wanted, isn't it? He wanted to get the gentleman greenlit. So yeah. he did Aladdin. But I always wanted to know because I've never seen it, but I can only assume that like doing that, you know, that running shot he always does with the camera. He's got the camera rig on the shoulders of the actor oh, yeah, or actress, the, and they're yeah. running, and then. I can only assume Mabu has a moment like that, or Aladdin, probably. But you hope so. Anyway, who knows? You yeah. hope so, yeah. Have you yeah. have you not seen it either? I guess no. no. I just I sort of can't bring myself to it at the moment. Um, no, I, it's popped anyway. up on Disney Plus a few times, and I'm like, nah, nah, I'm all right. Well, there's some of them are just really off. Like I remember when we got Disney Plus, we're really, really, really going off the script. But <laughs> not that we have a script. <laughs> yeah. But it's like we said, oh, that Lady and Tramp came on. And we two minutes okay. in, and their bloody CGI mouse looks awful. It's like, no, not going to bother with this either. So good. And the Disney films haven't had a huge, uh, huge a huge success. run of love in this uh, household. Um, anyway, but yes, I'm glad you watched King Richard because yes. Neil and I both enjoyed it. So it was good that you. Uh, I'll I'll introduce Neil now because I didn't <laughs> be in uh, Dark Knight Rises. So um, so yeah, so yeah. it's good film. I'm glad you watched it. Um, so there was that. Uh, I watched Halloween Kills. Which haven't seen it. Okay, so I quite enjoyed the 2018 one. Um, I thought that was quite good. And then I didn't see this at the cinema. And a lot of people told me that it was like really bad and like it got really bad reviews. And people were just like, this is awful. Um, and I was like, I wonder why, because I quite enjoyed the the reboot. Like, how far can it stray? And uh so I didn't see it at cinema, so I watched it at home and I, I bloody loved it. I was like, this is really good. And the thing that I think annoyed people was that it tried to do like something clever with saying that, like, yes, Michael Myers is a villain, but we can also be villains ourselves. And I think that's probably why people have butted heads with it is that they don't like being reminded that humans can be awful people. Um, can be. I just thought it worked really well. So, so Halloween Kills. Um, what else is I forgot on the list? I will watch it. I'm I'm really, really excited about seeing the new Scream film. Yeah, I want to see that as well. It's been on my list. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of Scream 4, so my expectations kind of low, but oh. I'm curious. Um I saw Tragedy of Macbeth as well. Yeah, that's on my list to watch. I haven't seen it though, but it's uh it's supposed to be very good. Denzel. Good. Denzel's great. Feels uh, like the kind of film it's like it's obviously it pops up on our Apple TV all the time now, but for my wife and I, it's a bit like what Dunkirk was like for us because Dunkirk popped up all the time. We hadn't seen it, but it's like we have to be in the right frame of mind to watch it. And I think that's the same. What's going to be like with Tragedy of Beth? It's going to be like, oh, do we feel like watching the Tragedy of Beth? Or we could watch, you know, something like Free Guy or something a yeah. bit more fluffy and nicer. But yeah, I think we have to be in the right frame of mind to watch it. So. Yeah, but, it's de- yeah, it's definitely one, and also because it's like it's so faithful in terms of like it's in Shakespearean language, but um, it just there's something about it that's really mesmerizing. Like they shot it all on stages, so that the world doesn't feel like it's it, it doesn't feel like it's set in our world. It feels like it's very much in its own kind of thing, 
and I think that really pays off like visually it's really interesting um and yeah Denzel is just an absolute powerhouse in it who's the Uh, female lead Frances McDormand oh yeah it is yeah who I thought like I absolutely love Frances McDormand I think she's amazing but um I was thinking she was going to be like a little bit more mental because Lady Macbeth I've always thought is just like once she loses it she fucking loses it um and she doesn't like do it as crazy as I thought. Um, it felt like she was a little bit more restrained about it, um, which I was kind of like, oh, I would have thought you would have gone like scary. But um, yeah, but yeah, that was probably my only fault with it is I didn't feel like she'd gone kind of as crazy as she could have. Um, but I assume that's done on purpose, isn't it? Maybe to make it their own because yeah, I'm I- like you, I would assume Lady Macbeth is just an absolute nutter, like when it all starts kicking off, but. It's a bit of a different take. If she's a bit more yeah. reserved, I don't know if she, I assume she can't be that reserved, but yeah, like her performance is good, but yeah, just it, she never steeps into the like, oh my God, she's crazy um, okay. kind of territory, which I hoped it would, but, um, but yeah, so that was good. Uh, I saw Kingsman. Mm, I heard bad things. Um, have you seen the second Kingsman film? I have. I didn't like it. Well, so it, I liked it, but I hated the end. Yeah. This is... I, yeah. This is like that. Like, first... What, like, the end. All right, it's good at the beginning, but bad at the end. Yeah, it's like they go yeah, too okay. big. And I, I remember saying my problem with the second film was that it felt like they needed another heads-blowing-up moment from the first. Yeah, people's head, It is people's heads blow up, isn't it? Yeah, I've got, yeah. A bit of a, I've got a bit of a story that goes with that, but yeah. Yeah, so um, the second one feels like they needed a third act that would equal that. And like Elton John's randomly in it. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, This one is like, there's a really good setup. There's some really good stuff with Rasputin. Uh, Risa fans as Rasputin is perfect casting. Like the whole scene he's in is genius. And then there's like a really good World War I segment and then it just goes like mentally silly. and it, yeah. it it was like the third act i was kind of like um yeah sure. that definitely happened with the second one i mean the first one i really like the first one yeah. apart from my first experience seeing it was when i just moved to norway and i was working for a charity uh, okay. like with youths and it was like young young kids and basically supposed to be playing football but it got called off i think because of weather or something so I will go to the cinema. So this guy said, we can either see this film, we can see this film. And they were like, who, what do people know? I said, well, Kingsman is supposed to be really good. It's like rated at 12. Kids are like 12, 13. Um, they come from obviously these, these poor countries and everything. So they're not used to a lot of these things. Like uh, some of these films and stuff, it's you know, not, it's not maybe the right thing, but I, I, I didn't know. I hadn't read the comic, the Mark Miller comic or anything. So I didn't know what the films were like. Anyway, <laughs> first first scene is basically fucking like torpedo bombs coming into yeah. the building and like blowing up everyone in this like third world country mm. and then these kids are like looking really unsure about what's going on they're looking like deer in headlights and he gets to the bit when they're in the church of Colin Firth mm. and decapitating everyone left right <laughs> yeah. and center kids, these kids are like walking out the guy who's organizing the thing is like looking at me like I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world like what have you done these kids are going to be traumatized they're like oh so Sorry. Oh, gosh. Uh, so anyway, yeah. But when I watched it a second time, I thought it was great. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and then the yeah, second one didn't wasn't a big fan of, but I'll probably see the third one, but it'll be a wait for it to come up on yeah. Netflix. Now, I said that actually when Harry and I left cinema, I said to him, I don't know why they felt like it needed to be in a cinema, like it was something that they could have thrown on Disney Plus, and I feel like more people would have engaged with it there. Um but yeah, it just the third act is just it, it goes too silly. And it's annoying because the stuff that they do set up. You're like, this is really good. Um, there's like a really confusing plot thread in it as well, which when Harry and I left Sonora again, we were talking about and we were like, is that connected to this? Is They didn't explain it very well. And you're kind of like, there's no logic there. But yeah. Hmm. So yeah, see what you think. Hopefully it comes on to um, Disney Plus soon because it's... Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, because it's 20th Fox. Fox, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully All right. it comes on to what else um, has Nick seen? Oh, there, there's still a few to go. Uh, Young Rock, I've watched the first season of. Oh, I didn't even know that was out. Yeah, I didn't either. And then um, I was looking for something to watch the other day on Sky, and we've got Peacock on Sky now. And yeah, they had Young Rock season one. I was like, nice. It's great. Good? Yeah, oh, right, like, okay. cool. it's a little bit silly in that, like, you can tell The Rock has had a hand in, like, producing it, and that it feels very big and kind of like whoa but um but it's cool and they've got uh like in some of the flashbacks they've cast andre the giant um and macho man um and they're brilliant like every time they're on screen you're like nice love um, me some macho man yeah i think like as a wrestling fan you'll enjoy it as well um but yeah i was really surprised by that i wasn't sure how i was going to feel about watching it but yeah really enjoyed it cool um Right, I've got three more. Three more. Hit me. Okay. Um, so the first one is The Last Jewel. You seen that? No, I haven't. It is on, it's on Disney Plus though, isn't it? A bit yes. of a weird one. because I know, I know we've got like Star on Disney Plus now, but every time sort of my daughter has her own Disney login, <laughs> you just kind of see her little thing and then right just at the top when you're it's like, The Last Jewel. It's, like, right, <laughs> it's a bit weird. It's like The Last Jewel and like the Mickey Mouse underneath that and everything. So... Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it. My uh, some people that I know, what well, people that I know, <laughs> my family, <laughs> yeah. my mum, uh, and some, my brother and stuff—they've watched it and they they liked it. and said it was very good. Yeah, it got I, bombed. It bombed at the cinema, didn't it? Because uh, yeah, not only because of the pandemic, but was it Ridley Scott? Is it? Yeah, he's been like a bit of a dick about my Marvel <laughs> films. I yeah, Ridley Scott's a whole other story. I've lost a lot of like faith. Uh, yeah, just. Around the whole Prometheus and Alien Covenant thing, to be honest, but yeah, yeah, um, he's a, it's good, bloody good cast though. Is it Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, really Matt cast. Damon, and um, Ben Affleck, that? really good, and Jodie Yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah, yes, um, it's good. It's just it's long, and it, I don't think it, uh, it's narratively not as interesting as it could be, um, but it's fine. Um, I, 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 you know, it's sad it bombed because it is, bit, you know, it's good. It's just you kind of watch it and think like there is a better way that they could have told this story. But it was written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and I think there was yeah. another writer as well, um, which is sort of what drew me to it because I was like, Goodwill Hunting is amazing. Um, so yeah, so it, yeah, it's worth a watch. It's just long. I think it is like two and a half hours. Um, I would definitely check it out. I think yes. it's one to watch, but it's just um, again just. I know it's not supposed to be the happiest of films, 
So mm. oh, yeah. picking your picking your moments. Yeah. Um Cobra Kai season four. Started it. I haven't finished it. I, I'm nowhere near finishing it. I, I think I've only bloody love Cobra Kai. It's just yeah. I've written like I can't remember if we've ever spoken about this, but I watched season one thinking this is gonna be awful. And then was hooked. I, I was the same. It took me ages to get into it. If someone was telling me, because I, I loved the uh, original Karate Kid film and everything, and I, uh, I think it was like Christmas, and I had I wasn't sure what to watch. I was I was on my own. I was working, and my wife and kids had gone 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 away for a few days, and I was like, I'll just try Cobra Kai. It's getting like rave reviews. And I thought it was going to be shit. I thought it was going to be like, you know, this teenage drama. It's dreadful. I thought it was going to be just like that, but man, it's so good. Mm. And every season has been really good. And this yeah. was obviously started. This is it's just getting like huge, huge critic scores, isn't it? Just doing it, so well. Yeah. There's something about it that is just like weirdly addictive. Um, yeah. And it's just really good storytelling. Like it's a little bit cheesy in places, but it's cheesy in the same way that the Karate Kid was cheesy. So it's cheesy, like... but it's also it's got quite a bit of grit about it. It's yeah. Kind of like, because it feels like quite, don't know, it feels realistic as well. Feels yeah. like you know we could all start learning karate and we could all go and have a little fight with each other if it was like outside of the dojo. But it's, yeah, uh, it's good. And I I yeah. think the actors are good as well because I think that's yeah. where we thought it could have been shit because yeah, some of the, the kid that when they were younger in the karate kid you have no idea what they're going to be like when they're older other than short of seeing them in things like how I met your mother in places and things or different like, little pop up bits. I, I can't remember seeing them in anything else. The the main cast, um, but they're good. To the, it's even like I mean, there's no reason for them not to be good actors, but I think that's why I thought partly it was going to be shit because I thought, right, they're just trying to take a paycheck, yeah, just trying to make something because it was popular once. But it it's really good. It works really well, and uh, one of the leads is the guy who's just been cast as Blue Beetle for the yeah. And like, I think he'll be great. Like he's really yeah. good in it. It'll um, be really good. But yeah, so really enjoyed fourth season. Like just there's so many nice little nods to like the other Karate Kid films and yeah, just you kind of keep wondering like how much more they can like pull to that just works. Cause there's so much stuff in it that I'm like, I never would have thought you would have made this work. Like, is this the final season though? No, they've got another one. They've got another one. one. Yeah. Um, They've just, they've like filmed it really efficiently though. I was reading about it after I finished that they, I think they released two seasons last year because one was at the start of the year and the other was at the end. I mean, it's not much to. I mean, there's obviously the choreography is the toughest bit, isn't it? But yeah. it's uh, it's not too hard because it was a YouTube thing at first, wasn't it? They did yeah, the first YouTube season originally, and yeah, then it got YouTube. pulled up onto by Netflix. So yeah, um, I mean, they must be so like proud of themselves with the success because it's yeah. we get asked yeah. all the time at the shop, right? Merch. Yeah, um, we got some comics and things, but it's not like spread into that world so much yet of like mugs and things. I guess it's a specific audience, maybe, but it's. I bet a lot more people have been pulled into it now than than would have before from the originals. Yeah, it, um, nice. Yeah, it just it really surprised me. Um, so yeah, so fourth season, great. Uh, I'll finish it. I'm kind of uh, going between that and uh, Afterlife at the moment. Those are the two oh, yeah. when I'm on my own and I've got something to put in front of me. I'll, I'll shove one of those on. So cool. Uh, the last thing, which I think I mentioned briefly in our last pop culture episode, maybe. Was I'd started watching Arcane, which ah, I finished. That's now. the one thing I was going to ask you about. If you, you know, other than the stuff we're going to talk about after this, but Arcane is so good, great. 
Like I've never played League Best. of Legends. Probably never no, will. Neither have I. Apparently it's shit. No, well, apparently damn. it's good, but no. To quote, to quote <laughs> a friend, the, the the game is good, but the community is shit. Okay. But cool. I watched videos of the game after watching Arcane, and it looks shit. Okay. Good. Good. So yeah. I the series. So many people. So it was my wife's brother who told us to watch it. And then we watched it just before Christmas and during, no, during Christmas. And we both loved it. And since then, the hardest person that I have to try and sell onto these type of shows, like anything superhero related, even slightly, is, is my best friend, Kobe. And he watched it the last two days and he is hooked. It's such a good thing that he's trying because the soundtrack is so good. Yeah. The animation is so, so good. Yeah. Because when you're watching it, it's like you're just waiting for the camera to pan around to the back so you can actually play a game. Yeah, um, characters are great. Jinx yeah. and um, uh, d- all Jinx, of it. Was, Jinx was the only character I really didn't like. I love Jinx. I think Jinx is awesome. I, yeah. it's, obviously, it's there's a little bit. Of, there's quite a big, big bit of Harley Quinn in there, but there's also something quite unique about her as well. I love the I, fact that she's super vulnerable, but she's the craziest person in the room. Um, yeah, Harley really Quinn like- never comes off as of vulnerable, really, unless she's with Joker. But Jinx comes off as vulnerable across across the so. Yeah, I really liked like the visual stuff they do with her, like bombs and things. I thought they all looked really cool. I just her character just really bugged me. She was like the one thing that I was like, kind of hope you die by the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I was really surprised by it. We sort of watched it on a whim, and um, and it reminds me a lot of like Love, Death, and Robots in that it felt like its own yeah. unique sort of art style. And it felt like you could have t- actually said that to. I think it was Kobe that it looked, it feels like it could have been a very short episode of love, death and robots. And they're like, well, everyone loved that. Let's make a whole series out of it. Cause there are several things of love, death and robots that you think, you know what, you know, like the episode in season two of love, death and robots. With... I have no idea what the episode is called now, but it's the guy who they live above the clouds basically. And it's a posh life, but then underneath yeah. the clouds, it's like everyone's yeah, struggling. Like yeah. Like, that could have been its own series. if They really wanted it to um, yeah. I just got a message now from my wife talking to her brother. I'm in this group. It's like Luke is raving about Arcane on his podcast. <laughs> you won. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's so good. It's I, we have the soundtrack on at work all the time. It's, it's so, it's so good. Yeah, it's so huge. Um, good that you awesome. Yeah. Also, Haley Steinfeld, which I feel like this is a perfect lead in for our. You know, yeah, um, it's, that, yeah, Hawkeye, but, that was on around about the same time we were watching it. Hawkeye, yeah, I was like, she's just having a cracking year. She's done um Dickinson for Apple as well, which I really enjoy. It's like, is that yeah, I was gonna, I haven't seen it, but I was, I keep meaning to check it out. It's, it's really good. Like, it, um, it's odd because it's, it's like very period, but then they've got like modern slang and modern phrases in it with like a modern soundtrack, and so it's. In my head, it shouldn't work, but it really does. Um, and the whole cast are great in Dickinson. I really like it, but I just think Haley Steinfeld is amazing. Um, is that an on? Is that done and dusted already, Dickinson, or is it new? Uh, I think they're three seasons in. I don't know if the okay. third's the final or the fourth is the final. I feel like I read somewhere that they've announced a final season, but um, I'm like halfway through the second season at the moment, and the second season is equally as really good as the first. So. Um, yeah, it's just cool. It's it's just unusual, I think. 
Um, you can basically do a podcast later where I talk about all these things that you've just talked about. Yeah. And I can tell you my thoughts on them. Yeah. Um, but we should talk about Hawkeye. Yes, the finale. That's on, our, on our list. Uh, have you finished everything that you had to say? Cool. That is all my like preamble such, stuff. Such, such a polite podcast. We oh, make sure we're finished where we were. <laughs> um, so Hawkeye. So we've talked a bit about Hawkeye first few episodes, but since we've recorded one of these episodes, there's been the finale, which was pretty big. As we spoke about it before, and of course, spoilers, anyone listening, that I said I would love for Kingpin to show up, or I thought he would be involved somewhere at some point in the Marvel Universe, or him and Charlie Cox as Daredevil. They were the two that I think could come over. I think I said that, or at least I dreamt that I did say it on a podcast. Um, your silence is deafening, so maybe I didn't say it, but I, I think, think I did. Yeah, I think you did. Um, I just, I think when we were last talking about Hawkeye, I think you said you didn't think Kingpin would be in the finale. Oh yeah, I did. I think I, that well, he would show up at some point, but I was, I because they talked about because we didn't. So before we still had a couple of episodes left, because obviously we knew from the second to last episode that Kingpin was in it, didn't we? Yes. Because there was the thing. So we must have talked just for it. Yep. So he was in it. Yes. Which is awesome. And I like the fact, well, do you want to talk about that first or should we talk about Hawkeye as a whole or just the final? For final? Final. 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 Uh, yeah, let's just talk Kingpin first and then we'll do Hawkeye Gem. Yeah. Yeah. Just get that out of the way. Otherwise, I'll be like, episode one, how good was Kingpin? I'll just jump into it. <laughs> But I, I was really happy that he was in it. I thought it was a cool way to introduce him back because he's clearly still a big deal mm-hmm. in New York, but he's kind of underground as well a little bit. Mm-hmm. Got his major empire look about him. He's not like in a swanky hotel. I love the fact he had the Hawaiian shirt on yep. in the comic, which is a really nice That's touch. Cool. Um, I think, I mean, major spoiler, I, I'm... 99.9% sure he's not dead. Yeah, no way. Uh, going off the comics is that he's blinded by Echo with the gunshot. Yeah. So yeah. I assume they'll go there because, I mean, the pieces are too easy to put together with that. She's got her own series and it'll need a villain and Kingpin's obviously a ready-made villain. Um, even if he's not the main villain in the series, he'll definitely probably be in the background and it'll be blind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cool to see him. I love the fact that he was still... Yeah, very much the same. Obviously, he's nowhere near as violent. Um, I think in in that setting of Daredevil, if Kate Bishop was to go one on one with him, I just she'd think get she's a car gone. door. That's what yeah. She'd she would be. She'd be fucked. Yeah. Um, but if we're going to get him as Kingpin, which is what I wanted, if this is the Kingpin version of him we get for now, before they sort of roll out, hopefully, uh, a bit more of the R-rated stuff with you know. Um, obviously we'll talk a bit about Moon Knight but if Daredevil gets his own series and obviously rumours that Blade could be a bit more violent and Deadpool will have to be up there with some of the you know, the R-rated stuff then for now I'm at peace, I'm happy that he's here I'm just happy that he's, he's in the room Yes, I'm in the middle, I, I think I texted you about this but they didn't satisfy me in the sense that I was like I don't know if this is the same kingpin from the Daredevil series or whether it's just a a variant like another version that's exactly the same actor Um, if it is the same version I need to know 
like how did he get out of prison um, i think they'll establish that won't they I, I i did say this as well um with my like they'll there's it's a shame that he was in it so little sorry yeah. i'm interrupting now but it's yeah. a shame that he was in it so little so we didn't get enough of the story of how he got out of prison after everything happened the daredevil season three mm. but there must be an idea that in echo they will look go back and look through it basically because they need that material they have to there has to be some other storyline for him as well like i just i'm just they can't just close that book on daredevil right i mean they can they That's probably the, will but the thing is i, I just think I, there's i just think yeah. they probably thought like let's just throw him in there it'll be a huge boost at the end of the like what a nice little twist hmm. and then we can really go into it in echo or you know god willing like daredevil season four, four. god that'd be amazing or a daredevil just, film yeah i just i need because i don't have a lot of faith in the mcu because every time i want them to go darker they don't and so now they've got kingpin and spoilers for spidey daredevil in that world what i need to know they're gonna be fucking brutal because i can't deal with a daredevil or kingpin that isn't what was in the show like i was fine to see kate versus kingpin but i was thinking the entire time this guy like killed somebody with a car door like he he is savage and he would break you in the same way that bane broke batman um and i get why they didn't do it obviously because you know she's gonna live and also she is kind of the star of hawkeye but i just i it concerned me because i was like that feels like you're pulling your punches it feels like you've gone we'll give them the that what he wants in the People want the the casting, but we're not going to be the same one because we can't be that dark. I mean, um, ideally, it would have been good if Kingpin had fought Clint. Yeah, and like could have battered him a bit more without ruining like the star of the show or yeah having to lose a fight. I guess he didn't really lose the fight; he just got hit by a car. Yeah, now, did he get hit by a car first or after? After, because he'd like thrown her down. After, yeah, thrown her down, yeah. She would have technically. He didn't yeah. lose. He yeah. Lost to a car. Lost to a car. Yeah. Where the adversary? Yes, but yeah, I just my trouble with it as well is like it's such a simple thing that they could have just ticked off the list. Is that they could have had easily a piece of dialogue where he said, you know, along the lines of, um, "I've done my time in jail and I'm, you know, on my way back." Some shit like that. So easy in one line to just say. Yes, everything that came before is canon and is in the MCU. But they didn't, and it makes me nervous. Like, I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope that we go into the Echo series and it's got a really fucking grounded, brutal world. And again, hoping Moon Knight is the same, that Moon Knight is savage as fuck. But it's the MCU and they keep bugging me by being like I don't I just don't think you're gonna get your wish anytime soon about having it you know dark I think it's I gonna be a 
I think it's just going to be the way it is. And I, because it works, doesn't it, in a way as well? It doesn't give us exactly what with all the bloody blueness. I, I would, you know, I don't want Blade to not be violent and bloody. And I don't want, I'd never want a Ghost Rider film that was fluffy like we've already had. I, I want Daredevil to be like it was, but I think it will come, but I just don't know when it's going to come. I mean, they say She Hulk, it's supposed to, again, it's like underground rumors that it's supposed to have Charlie Cox in it as well as Daredevil. Like that's when he's supposed to be back. Um, I wouldn't be like surprised proper, if he's an Echo as well. A, a proper run. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie Cox more and more as Daredevil in the TV series. And then there'll be a build for um, him. I mean, I'd love, like I said, I, I just, I'd really like there to be a Daredevil film. I think he's deserved mm-hmm. to have that. I would really like Daredevil to actually be in the Avengers as well. But then you are definitely looking at a, a non violent version of Daredevil. Because you know, it would, yeah, I'd, I'd butt heads with it so much. It's just not going to happen. So I think they, I think it's good that they've got both those actors back in it now. It would be interesting to see what they do with them, but I just don't think we're going to get the, you know, I mean, we could just quickly go to the Moonlight trailer as well because when I watched that trailer, I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Rise, it looked really good. I like the, I like the way it's set up. I like his acting as just this being crazy person but when i saw him beating something up in the bathroom or the toilets i thought oh he's that that, felt, that looked a little bit like daredevil to me like the whole like everything's battered they've obviously gone back and forth a lot until i saw it was like a cgi monster mm. i thought well that's how they're going to get away with it in moon is it he's going to be really violent but just with cgi monsters probably mm-hmm. or like something like that whereas you know with daredevil you know it's not really his mo to fight those sort of things so there i just you know i just think it's not going to be like netflix it's just, i know it's not going it, to happen. it worries me so much because i'm just like get on board i just i can't it's it's like it's so um like every time i've read the comics of either moon knight or daredevil it's just it's not a pg13 world like it's it's too gritty it's too like you know fists and blood um and i just it i don't might happen though it, it really might if it if it sticks to disney plus which is weird but we just said about the last jewel and bloody you know cartoons and stuff like doesn't disney plus is, is is a lot more now than just like those kind of films like flat like happy chart cartoon films they've obviously got different you know, they've got the star no not stars what's it called is it called star yeah, Star over like here. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they've got Hulu got in the States and Star over here. So, you know, they've got, you know, you can block kids watching this violent stuff if you wanted to. Like, you've got to try and appease the fans. And I think you're not going to stop kids going to the cinema, are you? It's just not going to happen. But you can stop them. I mean, you can't stop them watching Disney Plus either. But you can have a, you can control it a bit more, I think. Yeah. So they, they could do it. And honestly, that's, you know, the best thing to do with like characters like Blade and Daredevil is to go down that path. I just don't, until there's, until they get a serious backlash for one of these films and TV shows, which is pretty rare. Like, they haven't really stumbled that much. You could say like Age of Ultron and Thor two and Iron Man two, but technically with critics and money and stuff, they've bounced back. Mm-hmm. I guess their biggest sort of flop recently is Eternals, but hasn't really flopped either because it's made a substantial amount of money. It didn't get amazing critics reviews, but it got good reviews from the audience and. 
it's done really well on Disney Plus since it's landed. So, you know, if there's, I, I just don't think there's anything, what would you say, like, no, don't rock the boat because it's it's going okay. And people are going to watch it anyway. Mm. Whether they whether they get their PG Daredevil or their, you know, rated 18 Daredevil, they're, they're going to watch it. So I think, uh, I think you're in a losing battle at the moment, Nick. But I want what you want. Yeah. I support you. Yeah, I just... Yeah, it just worries me. Um, and I do you think Moon Knight looked good? Yeah, like everything looks fine visually. I just, I just know if it's PG thirteen, I'm going to have a lot of issues with it because, like, the last Moon Knight thing I read was um, Jeff Lemire. No, I've read Jeff Lemire's. That was amazing, as always. I mean, it's bloody Jeff Lemire. But um, Max Bemis's, Bemis's, yeah, and his is brutal like yeah, there's some dark. shit in there where i was like jesus um and the ethan hawke's character in this sort of looks like a amalgamation of a few characters that they've done yeah, um, i think so and i just thought if they go down the route that he is in some way which the trailer sort of looks a bit like he's the is it the sun god yeah sun god yeah, yeah. like that guy is dark like the stuff in the comic i was like fucking this is heavy um and I just, I could see a world where that's PG-13 and it would aggravate me so much because it's like the Harry Potter films, right? So Harry Potter films are okay. Visually, they're fine. They give you a festive feeling. But the amount of detail and content and engagement is nowhere near what the books are. And you exactly. lose that. You lose the, like, I have no desire to watch the Harry Potter films again because I'm like I watch them and I'm like well that's missing that's missing that's missing this is missing and I feel like the MCU is now getting into this territory where I'm kind of like that isn't right that and I get it's adaptation but it it's it's like stuff that is so intrinsic to the character like taking it away is kind of like hmm. but that's the thing isn't it like we spoke about before as well you don't there are so many people now that rely on the MCU for their first step into comics. Yeah, you know, they don't. They don't know any different. They've they've not read all the old Moon Knight stuff. They don't have all the classic stories that are behind me now, like the omnibuses of the original Amazing Fantasies and Moon Knight and Fantastic Four and stuff. Like, therefore, a lot of people's first introduction to the Fantastic Four is either going to be Josh Trank's Fantastic Four or the one that's going to come out that's on borderline on the horizon, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they won't know some of the stuff that Doctor... They won't know that source material. Yeah. It's so hard to get those classic comics now as well that people, you know, people come into a comic shop and they say, like, oh, like, I would like to read Iron Man. But they're looking for stuff from, you know, the year 2000, you know, the, the time where the art was just 50-50. Yeah. And the stories were also 50-50. There are some gems in there, but they don't, you know, they don't care about Spider-Man like Craven's Last Hunt. Mm. But they're not going to care about it until they've seen the films. And then they'll watch it. So for Moon Knight, people will probably just think it's like people thinking about Rocket Raccoon, right? Yeah. With Guardians of the Galaxy. Like if you tell someone that's never read comics, so this film has a talking raccoon in it and a tree that only says, I have Groot. You're going to be like, the fuck are you talking about? But if people have read the comics, they'd be like, ha, that's awesome. Like yeah. I know everything about these guys. But with Moon Knight, they're going to think, what the fuck is a Moon Knight? Like yeah. they're going to be happy that it's just this odd 
character. It's a schizophrenia, schizophrenia, and what stuff. They're just they're not going to know what you just said. What you like you just yeah. talked about that the comics are also. That's my point being that this is where Kevin Feige and stuff are making all their money, aren't they? Because a lot of the older readers are just happy to see some. A lot of them are just yeah. happy to see these characters on the big screen. A chunk of them, like you and me, uh, although I can see both sides of it as well, they want to. They're they're angry because they're not getting what they want from the comics that they've read from years and years ago. And then you've got the people like they've never picked up a comic in their life, and they're just like, ah, oh, this is just another Marvel film, and I love Marvel, like I love everything about Marvel, but they've never read comics from the 60s 80s all that stuff so they just mm. it gets these good reviews like you you could easily handpick you know even in the comic shop that i work in what there are 11 members of staff i would say only one person out of those 11 ever ever read anything to do with the eternals and that's me nice but they've they've all seen the film yeah and they know the characters from the film but they don't know the comic like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's I, I've really gone off on a tangent again, but no, no, it's fine. Do you know? I, I just think that's I just think that's pe- people are going to clamor to things like Moon Knight because they don't know the source material and then they'll love it and then it will get a season two, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong because I love all things Marvel pretty much, but it's it also means that they're looking at thinking, right, we're going to make money off this, of course, because it all comes down to money mm. and we're getting away with this without it being as brutal as it should probably be. And that's what they're going to do with Daredevil and Kingpin because the audience from the Netflix series is still there. And a big, a good majority are going to be pissed off because it's not the same. A lot of people are going to be happy that they've kept the characters, which is probably what I was speaking about at the beginning, but majority of people just aren't going to care. Yeah. <laughs> just going to watch it anyway. It, my worry is the knock on effect that like, if, if Moon Knight was really successful and then people go and read the comic and they're like, oh my God, this is so much more like violent, brutal, weird, like it's too dark in comparison to the show. Do Marvel comics then start pumping out like a lower rated version of Moon Knight? They do. They already do. It's already a thing. Because I haven't read it for a while. So this is already, this is already a thing. You can't, you, you take a customer that comes in to the comic shop I want to read Spider-Man. Okay. Well, this is what I've got. This is like the original Stanley. I've got this, these couple of comics, these epic collection comics. If you want to go back to us, it's for my kid and they won't like that style because they're used to the MCU. Yeah. So they want the new amazing Spider-Man stuff like Nick Spencer, which is absolutely fine, but they'll never go back into those ones. And that's why these characters will, they will want um, Moon Knight, the, the Moon Knight version from the TV series. Mm. So will Marvel will cater to that audience. That's why a lot of their, they just throw so much out there at the moment. And that's, for all the Marvel stuff going on at the moment, so their comics, for the most part, the last five years have been awful. Yeah. There's only a few gems, like Immortal Hulk, things like that are, are, are good, but they just throw it all out there because they're trying to tie in so much to the shows and the films that it's not it's not organic. It's just... You know, um, the moon, the stuff that's going to come out from Moon Knight isn't going to be the Moon Knight that we're used to. If you've read a lot of comics in mm. the past, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be just catering to the wrong audience. Yeah. 
but because I, because I think where the money is, I think yeah, I think that's the thing. Like the the last few Marvel stuff that I'd been reading, I think the reason I enjoyed it so much is that because it probably wasn't attached to the MCU. Like it was stuff that they were kind of like, obviously to the creators were like, go do whatever you want because like the audience isn't with your book at the moment. Like the comic audience is with your book, but the the film audience, the big audience isn't necessarily going to be with you. So like Max yeah. Bennis's Moon Knight, I feel like was probably popular with Moon Knight fans but had that come out at the same time as a Moon Knight series, I don't think it would have been okay no. to the extent that it is. Like the only exception I can think of in recent years that's probably got away with it is Donny Cates' Venom. Like his Venom run is so dark. Yeah, it's really dark. And it was coming out at the same time as the Venom film, which obviously isn't as dark as that. That's probably my one exception where I'm like, they've, they've done something different there again um, this will so you'll take that they'll take that venom yeah that we've you've read and they'll make it that eventually canal will be a big part of the mcu it is bound to happen mm. or something will happen but they'll tone it down probably yeah um but it's the same with them um, that's why immortal hulk is so good because immortal hulk is a horror story yeah and there's not like a whole there's, film there's nothing to do it's nothing to do with the mcu like mm. literally it's the first two volumes especially the the, uh, the deluxe editions it's crazy it's like it's just you just flip the story on its head nice. and you know if there was a hulk film coming out tomorrow then that is not what people will be clambering to they will not want a horror i mean i'll try and sell it to them <laughs> they'll want you know they'll want bruce banner professor banner whatever is going on yeah. um things so so yeah i obviously we could, well, probably should have just done a podcast on this subject. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, on. yeah. Fuck Spider-Man 3. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my only concern. Like having finished Hawkeye and having seen the trailer for Moonlight is that the areas where I wanted them to go darker, they haven't. And it makes me nervous. Hawkeye in general, I thought was okay. Um, I think I'd spoken to you before that like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I thought was dreadful. I was thinking about this at the end of the last year, actually. That's probably the one season from last year that I wish I could have my time back on. Um, and that I just, I can't find something redeeming about it. Like every time I think about it, I'm like, that was actually awful. Um, what about Sam and Bucky on the boat? I mean, what about the montage? Huge. On the boat? Huge. Um, speaking of montages, Cobra Kai's montage, amazing. They always yeah, do. So good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they should have looked at that. Um, Why can't Cobra Kai be in the MCU? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like at the end of Falcon Wind Soldier, when that's sorry, at the end of Black Widow, when that's set up that uh, Yelena is going to go after Hawkeye because Allegro, or whatever her name is, has said he's the one that killed Natasha. I was like, what a dumb plot line because like everybody knows Yelena isn't going to kill Hawkeye, Hawkeye isn't going to kill Yelena. What's the point? Well, um, I think the point was Elena was funny because every time she said Kate Bishop, I laughed. She's great. Like, I genuinely think Florence Pugh is amazing. And I do like the character of Elena. It was just when they started fighting, I was like, this, this is like 10 or 15 minutes of that episode you could cut because it's entirely irrelevant and you could have a better version of it at the end of Black, Black Widow, which is the two of them together. And he's 
you know, this is how she died. This, have them have an emotional moment as opposed to like, you know, it's really cool. We're going to have Elena fight Hawkeye, but neither of them is actually going to win. They're just going to go their separate ways and that'll be it. It just, that whole thing was like... On, on ice. Yeah. I, I was like, this is just dreadful. Like, this is really, really yeah. poor. It definitely wasn't needed, but that's, again, that's the thing with these TV series, isn't it? It's to bring characters in. Yeah. Like, they want Yelena in the MCU still, so they'll put her in there. And then a lot of these TV shows are obviously trying to set up, like, the Young Avengers as well, which will be a thing. So there's, I mean, there's just all sorts going on. But you're right, it wasn't that whole that whole thing in the episode on the roof, like the third or fourth episode where Yelena first shows up. You Between that and Echo and then Kingpin and the... The mobsters and everything. There's a lot of a lot of moving parts that don't feel necessary, and it's um, you know, it was the Elena stuff was definitely a bit underwhelming. Other than she was very good, uh, like a good foil for uh, Haley Sunfield's Kate Bishop. Thought they yeah. were very good in their scenes together. Their interaction was great, like the one where she's eating the mac and cheese with the hot sauce. I was like, that's that's brilliant. Probably but... just needed Elena to just even just talk to Hawkeye. It shouldn't have been about fighting him. It should have just been about. Like, tracking him down to find out what's happened but again it's not the way it works yeah just like i was thinking watching it actually that if they'd changed the black widow post credit and you'd had just the scene between her and hawkeye and they were like this is how she died um you know she died doing something she believed in and yelaine is then like okay my purpose is now i want to i want to do that i want to live like my sister um a, you've got way more impact. You've got way more heart to it. And B, you can tie her into Hawkeye, but just like the simplest thing that she's like, you're the closest thing to family in the sense that my sister trusted you. And so I'm always keeping an eye on you because I don't want to lose somebody who knew my sister again. It, yeah. It's just a better emotional current. It's just like, as a as an audience, I feel like that's more emotive than... It's going to be awesome when Yelena fights Hawkeye because everyone's not going to know what's going to happen. And you're like, well, no. Just I think it was just it was just an underwhelming end to whatever well, the Black Widow story as well. I think it kind of um, it deserved more as well. It was over that whole thing. Just it, You're right, it wasn't necessary, but it should have happened on a bigger scale. Like you said, at the end of the Black Widow film, it would have been a good, hmm. a good moment, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I thought Hawkeye was okay, but I, I enjoyed it. I I think it was good. That sort of series around Christmas was a good thing. I think it was a good feel series, and it was. I think there were a lot of good moments, and I like the fact that Hawkeye is getting on in age. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm disappointed that I sat through the whole of the singing post credit oh, thing. Awful, it was really bad. I I literally only watched it because I thought maybe someone significant would be in the audience. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I think at the time I thought I wondered if it I was hoping maybe Charlie Cox would be in the audience or something mm-hmm. uh, but then again that would have been just something really goofy so I, I turned out it was good that he wasn't in it mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was okay but I mean there's a few of the new shows out this year wasn't there She-Hulk and there's no She-Hulk out this year I think so cool. She-Hulk and there's Ms. Marvel and there's Moon Knight Potentially, I think Loki season two might make it. I don't know. I think Ms. Marvel's been pushed next year. I think I saw recently that it's 2023 now. It's like start of the year. Okay. And so I think this year is, yeah, Moon Knight. Uh, I think Secret Invasion got pushed next year as well. 
I think it's no secret evasions. Isn't that out Christmas? Oh, maybe it is. They're filming that at the moment. I know yeah, that. Yeah, I um, saw they're filming it in Leeds. Yes, and there's something else which was out as well, which I've forgotten. But yeah, I think there'll be a, a few things. I'm curious about, like, I'm always curious about them. I just, I always feel like they let me down. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, yes. Thor, Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, What If Season 2. Still says Miss Marvel is 2022 as well. Oh, I swear I read and that that got a... Guardians of the Guys of the Galaxy Holiday Special and Secret Invasion is end of 2022, but I mean this could be an old list. I swear I read it. I could be going wrong before. Every Maybe. time I think of Ms. Marvel as well, I'm always like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like, why have you stolen that title? That's that's the 2022 gem right there. Can't wait. That's out soon, isn't it? February? Uh, yeah, Feb. It's like the 18th of Feb. So we're less, we're less than a month from more. Yeah. Uh, they've pushed back um, uh, Secret Invasion and What If Season 2. Dicks. So those two have been pushed back. Um, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to Secret Invasion because it's such a good cast. I think that could be like a big a big point in the MCU stuff as well. I think there's there are going to be certain things that really set up like the next part of this, like the next big villain. I think Secret Invasion is because it's I think the cosmic stuff we said before is going to be a big deal, isn't it? There were there was someone saying that there was a spoiler in in the Moon Knight trailer, the box is behind um oh it says Von it says Von 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 D or something. So you yeah. assume it's Von Doom. Yeah. But then it also could literally just be any Von Dick, Von, Von Dick. I have a bit of a problem with this. I think this is also slightly my issue with the MCU. This is going to be a small rant, but on my Instagram feed, I get a lot of um, like MCU theories. Like people who have posted like an image from an MCU thing, and then they'll have like a bit of text about it, and it will get like eight thousand, ten thousand likes on it, and it's always the most nonsense thing. And it's like the MCU has taken on this world of hype that people like feed off, which is like the most unhealthy thing ever. But one of them was to do with Hawkeye in that there was in the trailer for an episode where you see Yelena's backstory, like backstory where she did blips and stuff. There is a, the agent they go to see is like blonde haired with a blue shirt on. Yep. And this like post I'd seen was like somebody who'd been like blonde hair, blue shirt, obviously Sharon Carter, like Sharon Carter is in this week's Hawkeye. How amazing is this? We're going to see Sharon Carter versus Yelena. And I was like, it's a blonde haired girl with a blue shirt that could literally be anyone. And this thing had like 10,000 likes. I was like, why are people putting this out in the world? Like don't, it's like they jumped the gun and it started to not annoy me, but it started to just be a bit like, really? Like we are at this point now where like the littlest thing is like, has to be in it now. Um, and it's, I'm sort of like tone it down just a touch. Cause you're just, 
I feel like news cycles are just becoming rumor rumor mills rather than like it's actually a thing. And I'm kind of like, yeah. Um, I'm glad you found my Instagram account. I'm, I just, I just post theories. I, like, I just like, post theories all the time. Why just are you doing this on you? our Instagram account? We'd have loads of followers. But you said there, there's a there's a Justice League one about a Zack Snyder universe Instagram account always pops up when I'm on my on the work Instagram account. Classic. And this person just hates everything not Zack Snyder Justice League universe. Yeah, and it's just like. This is what I think about this, and this is this, and I just, you know, fuck just, off. Yeah, like it is at that point where I'm just like, I just, I, I don't like this um, over analyzing of things. Like, uh, all I you feel, can do is delete your Instagram, like, like me. Wise. Um, wise. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like that's the, that's the thing. Like, even things I absolutely love, like the Batman. Um, I've seen loads of people like overanalyze like scene by scene stuff. And I'm kind of like, just, just let it be like, just, just don't just go do anything else. I don't. That's happening now. Now I muted everything to do with Spider-Man. I'm seeing all kinds of shit. Oh, fuck me. Just speaking of. Yes. We should probably move into Spider-Man territory. If you're willing. I'm ready. Because we've been. Talking a lot about other things, but it's probably going to take up a fair chunk. So hmm. before we do talk about it, I know we said that there are spoilers several hmm. times, but if you decided to skip the first hour because you hate what Nick and I say for the first hour, yeah. there's spoilers ahead. Yeah. So with Spider-Man No Way Home then, it was delayed in Norway, which is where I live. It was supposed to be out on the 17th of December, was it? Is that when it was due out or something? No, when was out in England? 15th of December. That was when I saw it. 15th of December. Okay. So we got delayed by a month because of restrictions in Norway with COVID. Then it got delayed another two weeks to the 28th and I lost my absolute marbles. I hid everything from social media and anyone talking to me about it that I knew. And then it got bumped forward a week and I was very happy. So I saw it last week and I am a huge Spider-Man fan. So Mm. before Nick decides to demolish this film, which may or may not happen... I I loved it for a lot of reasons. I do have a couple of things I didn't like. I generally loved this film. And I'm going to say I love it without then saying all the horrible things about it. But I'm going to take away the cinematography. I'm going to take away a lot of the speed that was in it and some of the things that didn't quite make sense. But overall, Nick, fucking three Spider-Men the original and best Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, your hero, Andrew Garfield, Mm. and Tom Holland, who I think is an excellent Spider-Man as well. And all of that mixed in with all these old villains and the story not really taking too long to just get there. And it still had a bit of heart, a lot of heart, actually. And I think it was a little bit, it wasn't too big on the action, which I think was a bit of a shame. There was a lot more talking than action, but I thought it was a jolly good time. Mm-hmm. Nick, it's probably more interesting to hear what you thought than me. Um, I've sat on this for a little while as well, so I've like had a little bit more time to um, unpack it. But uh, my general review of it that I've said to people is I think the first hour is dreadful. Like I think the first hour is awful. It doesn't make sense. Um, there's a lot of things crammed in there that 
plot wise you're just sort of like okay um and it feels very kind of like cheap and easy to get everybody to the third act it feels like it's it's we need to get these people into this place because this is the the moment um but i think the last like hour and a half or basically from the point where aunt may dies i think it becomes amazing um and i it's not because andrew garfield's in it obviously andrew garfield is bloody amazing and I know a lot of people have been loving him since and they've asked for Amazing Spider-Man 3, which I'm like, yes. Yeah, he's like, why don't you talk to me five years ago? Yeah, um, which I love. Be so, there, there will be something in that. That is something will happen. I don't know what, but... I Yeah, I won't be surprised if he ends up doing another thing. But, um, but I didn't think it was amazing just because he was in it. It was the development on Tom, Tom Holland's character that giving him the death of Aunt May gave him depth it gave him the the weight that i felt like this peter never had that he just he was always aspiring to be somebody else it was i want to be tony stark um in the first one it was like i want to be an avenger in the second one it was like how do i be tony stark now that tony stark's gone and in this one it finally felt like i need to stop trying to live in the shadow of somebody else and be somebody else and be me um and so his arc i just thought was great and where they finish him where it's like you know he's he's on his own he's made his own suit he's living in a shit apartment and he goes swinging out across the city i was like that is spider-man like that is perfect you've nailed it um but yeah as a film i think it's it's a little messy it just mainly that first hour like it was obviously great to see charlie cox back loved that but I just felt like everything happens very, very quickly. It does. It is fast. It's very fast. I don't think it doesn't make sense. I think it's fast for a reason that yes, they are trying to get to that second half or third act, but Mm. obviously there's a lot to cram in. And I actually thought every, everything that's in it, it was actually paced pretty well because it wasn't like, bam, this is happening. We're going to go and see Dr. Stranger. It's like, right, we've got to set up that quickly. So we don't, because we want, to get to this point I, I don't think it was i don't even think they i don't think there were many plot holes some of it is just they've just obviously just thrown out there haven't they like like if you if you think about the context of the villains coming back their moment before their death then what the fuck do they go back to when they go back there because like Doc do just is literally about is he he's literally about to drown but does he have time to say hey peter actually i'm okay now and like you know electro he's there with all his electricity, but he's in the fucking middle of the air. Like, is he just going to drop down? Because in that context, you still got um, Green Goblin flying around. Like, uh, yeah. And it, there are that side of things. I think you just have to not think about that because if you can ignore that side of it, and from a story point of view, I think from A to B, it actually runs very very as smooth as it could go with everything i think the one thing that i didn't feel add a lot to the even though his keys the doctor strange stuff was just a bit like underwhelming like he was underwhelming in it because he came off like a real dick i know stephen strange is a dick but he was a dick that also had like these side comments where he was like hey you're just the kid like you know you're gonna be okay but it's like well you pick a lane like you're going to be nice, Stephen Strange, or are you going to be mean, Stephen Strange? Like, you're going to be mean, 
then that's fine. But it's it, that, that was a bit. I'm, I'm obviously jumping into a million different avenues here. But what what do you think didn't make sense in the first hour and a half or didn't work? Um, other than the it was rushed because it, it, it did feel it did feel rushed. But I felt like it was a it was the, an okay tempo. The the core premise of him wanting to cure villains. I don't feel like works because none of them are his villains. He doesn't know any of them. And the only reason he cures them is because Aunt May is like, maybe there's another way, but there's no emotional connection. Had there been like a variant of Mysterio or a variant of like somebody that he had to cure um, that he knew, it would have made more sense. But I was just sort of there like the whole time. Like, I don't, I don't get why he would do it. It's it's the Michael Keaton thing of, of Flash as well. It's the, I don't understand why that person would train up Batgirl without a really good reason because... But he, doesn't have a, he doesn't have a reason, does he? He doesn't, that's the thing he said with Aunt May, isn't it? He's not yeah. going to do it. Yeah. And he's convinced he's not going to do it. And Aunt May makes him do it, which makes everything that comes after more significant. Like Aunt May dies doing it's her it's her idea and he's followed her advice and it's ended mm. up killing her but even though she's still saying almost like he did the right thing like if she go back in time she would have told her to make the right decision because she wants him to be a good a good guy like you don't no one wants anyone to die do they like no yeah. one doesn't matter if they're villain because these guys i think i think these because these villains haven't done anything to him specifically mm-hmm. it makes more if you th- whereas if you would if andrew garford and toby Maguire showed up first and be like, that guy, that guy killed my girlfriend, or that guy tried to kill my girlfriend, that guy tried to kill my Aunt May, and you know, this stuff, then it's again, it's a bit of a different story. But I just again, I think that's one of the things if you just um I, I, I think no, like I, I think a lot of this film is like you just accept it for what it is. Yeah, you have to I, you have to accept yeah. it for what it is. Otherwise, I, you're not gonna get what we all seemingly wanted, which was the the huge scope uh, even after something like endgame like for me i was talking to one of my friends about it like someone someone i knew had seen it but they didn't have any affiliation to any of the other two spider-man characters they didn't see amazing spider-man they're too young to remember toby Maguire spider-man but you know amazing Sp- uh, spider-man 2 with toby Maguire and and um alfred molina 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 <laughs> it's funny my mum said <laughs> Mum, an avid listener of the podcast, was like, "You always make me laugh when you can't remember people's surnames." I was like, "I try, I try not to do that anymore." And I was like, "Molina, Molina." So there you go, Mum. Anyway, um, that you know, I saw that cinema so many times. Like that whole thing of those coming in. So if that, if the sacrifice is having to like turn my brain off a little bit to enjoy those moments, then I just choose to live in that world, Nick. Because if you think about what happens to the villains, and you know. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> you just you won't you won't enjoy it. I don't think. And this is this is kind of my problem is that um, the film relies on that third act of fan service. It relies on you going like, "Holy shit, we've got all three of them together." Um, but the first hour to set all that up makes no sense. Like even just the core of him going, "Can you make everyone forget that I'm Spider Man?" And then he obviously picks and chooses who he does. The simpler and more sensical version is, can you make the world forget Mysterio? 
but he doesn't. But that's the point as well, isn't it? Because that's what Doctor Strange says to him. Like, you know, you didn't, you didn't even try to phone the university. Like, this is that's Peter Parker in a cafe with the person he loves, his best friend who he also loves. He's fucking everything up. For for that, his life is in the toilet because everyone's after him or talking to him and everything. Not in the toilet. He's just dealing with fame. But he's thinking about them, isn't he? He's not actually thinking about himself, really. He's thinking about them. So he just literally goes across New York to go to the Sanctum Sanctorium. And he just says for this, but he doesn't think about it. Because if he had obviously stopped for two hours, he probably would have thought, maybe I can still get them in. But he, he doesn't think, does he? And that's yeah. I just that's how the rush, the rush of the film. It's not like it's not like five days later, he turns up in another country talking to Doctor Strange. He's like. I can take the underground there, whatever it's called in bloody New York subway. Yeah, subway, yeah. Subway. Yeah, I just, and, uh... yeah, I just, I, I don't know if I buy Peter being um, like so intelligent, but yet so dumb. But that's um, where but he's like that in the comics, though. When he's a kid, he's like that in the comics because he's naive. He's he's very smart, but he's very naive and then the older yeah. he gets he's then he's learned from his mistakes of being doing these quick things he's sarcastic half the time but he's mm. with the, if the comics where he's got kids and stuff like he is he's different because and that i'm, I'm going to jump ahead a bit now but my point is he's going to make these he's going to drop the ball in these instances and the thing that's so significant is if with this trilogy what i always wanted out of spider-man is a young version of spider-man because that's the one that i think is the best mm-hmm. and you've got that in this trilogy and you're right it didn't feel like he had a lot of weight to carry in these first three films until this last hour but then that's such a smart thing as well because they're going to do another trilogy and i assume it might be the same director because they're all linked together or he might do fantastic four first or something but now you've got another version of peter parker that was so quickly thrown at us in spider-man the original spider-man and the amazing spider-man where it's like He's at school, but he's graduated. He's got a job at the newspaper. He's going to work at the Jelly Boo. Because now this next, it actually looked, when he was in his apartment, it looked like Tom Holland aged slightly. I know he's mm-hmm. very young and youthful, but it was like they're just, the lighting and the, the danky apartment room and the fact that he probably is going to end up as some form of a journalist um, now. And I think that that makes his stupid mistakes. Like you said, he's not really thought about it. Even though he's intelligent, he's not thought about He's not thought about the he's not thought about the ramifications of what he's asking for. But you think in this next trilogy, because I assume a lot of this older cast now aren't going to be in it. Like I don't think Zenden is going to be in it. I don't think there'll be anyone playing Ned. We won't have an MJ. We'll probably get a Gwen Stacy instead. Like I and we won't have an Art May, obviously. So, you know, the only returning character likely is going to be John Jonah Jameson. Yeah. I would think. So they can redo everything and he's going to be older and smarter i mean this is the character that they're going to want to lead the avengers in these future films aren't they so i'm going off on a tangent as always but i think he's allowed to make that mistake i think he's i think he's they they treat him as if he is very young still and you it's like i don't know it's like being that age if you were that age and it's like you know it's wrong to you know have a few beers and then your mates convince you to jump off a off the side of something into some water like you know it's stupid yeah. and you're smart enough to know better but you might do it <laughs> so 
Yeah. And he's just there thinking, I'm going to save my friends. Doctor Strange is a wizard or sorcerer. And it's going to, it's all going to work out. But you can see even when the spell's going on, he's like, uh oh. So. Yeah, I just, I, I felt like the approach to it was just, it, it was too circumstantial. Like the, to have him approach it as, I just want the world to forget Mysterio and in turn that will make them forget who I am. I just feel like you can still have the same outcome that they've taken something out of the multiverse or out of the universe that should intrinsically be there and it causes yeah. issues. You can still have Yeah, that. yeah, they could have, yeah. Um, you, you are right. Probably just gone on a rant for no reason, but yeah, you're, you're right. I, it could have been something as simple as that, but it, it just but doesn't I, have the same... Uh, it doesn't have the same pull, like because the the pull is that you have him make the mistakes as the spell is going on. Um, also, but, though, Mysterio was originally in it. Like there is, yeah, it's um, a concept art thing. It was like a concept art with him and Doctor Strange, and they released the script today as well, the original script. Yeah, he was supposed to be in it. So I guess in that te- in that context, if you'd asked for Mysterio not to exist or undo what he did, maybe originally it wouldn't have worked in the script. I haven't read the script yet. But yeah, I don't. Know. I, just, I don't know if that's the reason. Yeah, I just I just felt like a lot of that first hour is just it's what is the quickest way we can get to the scene where the three of them appear. Um, and I actually think the opposite of you. I think moving forward, I think you'll still have Zendaya in it and I think you'll still have Ned because I think the audience is too invested in them to like meeting again i I just think that i just think that's too i think that's too boring like i generally like i don't think we need to cover old grant i don't want to have the whole like is she going to remember me isn't she for me that scene at the end was tom holland thinking it's going to be like that's that's fine like yeah i hope so to terms with it i just i feel like that's the um i feel like that's the, the the fan service for the next film of the film after is that the relief of the moment when they finally get back together is the moment where audience will be like oh my god yes it would have to be the third it would have to be the last like that would have to be the last of the next trilogy like that film where yeah. maybe they they it comes back around or you know, he saves her or something like that but mm. i think these whatever comes next the bit before has to focus on him being this him finding his way in the world now where he doesn't have his, he doesn't have any support now. Like he's yeah. completely alone. He's got no, he's got no family left. He's got no Tony Stark. He's got no happy Hogan. He's got no girlfriend. He's got no best friend. And that for me is interesting because it's their version of some bits that we've seen before, but obviously I think Andrew Garfield's spider was the only one that was kind of alone. Yeah. He had Gwen Stacy, didn't he? But he didn't have much out. He had Aunt May as well, but like he, when Gwen Stacy went, because he didn't have like any support chain, he didn't have any friends other than. Yeah, I mean, he had Harry, and then the second one, he was a little bit friends with Flash as well. Um, oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so he did have a bit, but he, yeah, I don't know. He came off like a bit more of a loner than Tobey Maguire, yeah, who was yeah. very reliant on like Aunt May and stuff like that as well. And and, Harry, yeah, and Harry, yeah. So I think, um, I think it'd be really interesting. It doesn't obviously. There's no reason why he can't. He can't be a really big deal. Like I said, they, they have to have someone. Involved in the Avengers. I was a bit confused during the film when I was overthinking everything and I thought, are people going to forget like all the events that have happened like, with Spider-Man in it? But obviously it's not that. It's just 
obviously Endgame could have happened still, but he would always have his mask on. Like if anybody thought about Spider-Man, they would never think of, they would never see Peter Parker's face. Like that battle that happened that Zendena was probably in or MJ was in, Spider-Man was probably there, but he had his mask on the whole time. Yeah, again, I don't. You wouldn't know Peter Parker. It's the same with the video of Jay Jonah saying Peter Parker is Spider Man. Yeah, that was that was the the moment I was thinking about it, and I was just like, "Oh, that's cleared up for me in that aspect because he's cleared up." Because when he went on the news, I was like, "How they gonna how they gonna do all this stuff if Spider Man never existed or whatever?" But yeah, it did clear up, but still, a few questions afterwards. I kind of think I'm, I'm definitely the opposite to you in that I think moving forward i actually don't think they push him for being the leader of avengers or i hope they don't anyway because i feel like if this film taught him anything it's the weight of the secret that it's i can't actually tell people who i am because then i get into sticky territory that the people i care about get hurt it's it's the core of peter parker is that i mean people are going to find out who he is again aren't they like it's going to happen but i would like it to happen not straight away i'd like it to be yeah in an Avengers moment when he's in the Avengers but then eventually like then he reveals himself to X, Y and Z or I think you know, yeah they, they, they sort of have to pick their moments carefully with it um, who else is going to lead the Avengers like Captain Marvel who else whoever they replace Black Panther with <laughs> so I just can't see it just can't. I think Captain Marvel will be in the Avengers. I just don't. I mean, she's probably the most logical person to lead yeah. them. I just Fantastic I much cool. preferred. Yeah, maybe. I, I would have loved. I mean, Black Panther would have been a really good leader. I think that would have been top notch. Like him, Spider Man, Captain Marvel, like things. Yeah. Maybe Ant Man. They can still do it as well because, like, I know they've said they wouldn't recast Chadwick Boseman even though I kind of think they should, because I think the character is... Like, obviously, he embodied that role amazing, but I do think the character is somebody that should live on. Like, the character should mm-hmm. just be in future versions. I think there's an argument for that. Um, but it's not to say that they can't have somebody pick up the mantle down the line and wreck on it and just say, look, like, you know, the character means something. So, yeah, I just... I feel like... I feel like they have put Spidey in the position now where it's like, he knows the weight of revealing who he is. I wonder if their next three is him mentoring Miles. I wonder if you give them Miles Morales. I think um, there will. I think there will be a Miles Morales. That I mean, that's going to be one of the films centered around, isn't it? Whether it's the next one or the second one or something, they'll be. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna put him in there. It's too between everything with the Spider Verse films and. You know, the games and everything, it'll be crazy not to. And that'll be a huge casting as well when that happens. That'll be such a big deal. Yeah. But um, I, I, see, I see even think about what they do next with villains. Like, yeah, now I mean, that obviously the, the Green Goblin stuff is done can't again. Do yep. Can't do Green Goblin, obviously. You know, Sandman. I mean, there's obviously the, the Venom goo lying around. I mean, that didn't God. make any fucking sense. Oh, my so, God. Have you seen Venom 2 yet? Uh, no, I know what happens. Though. I know, I know what happens at the end and everything. But oh. he's he's definitely he just definitely doesn't know who Peter Parker is, so that doesn't make sense. But then I read that the screenwriter said that the Venom symbiote is so old that it knows a lot of things, so it knew somewhere that Peter Parker was Spider Man, and that's why Venom got pulled over into the universe. But it's just it's so loose, like that is so, so loose. loose. 
I just that scene I just thought was like obviously I hated Venom 2 like Venom 2 is just awful the post credits of Venom I was like awful like why is this a thing but fair it enough, is awful you've put me in that it. world such a weird thing and then they have the audacity to show that scene and it's like oh Tom Holland Tom Hardy's gone but he's left behind goo I was like a is it not easier to just introduce Venom as a new concept in that world? Is it not easier to just say that astronauts go to space and bring back a symbiote in a world where Thanos exists? Surely that's... Be, they're not going to... They'll do the black suit, won't they? That's what they'll do. I guess... I'm not talking... I'm not it. talking Tobey Maguire dancing in the street, but the black suit will be the... That'll be something that happens, probably. But you can still do it if you have the astronaut storyline. Yeah, yeah. like I, I agree with you. I just I don't just, know why they've... I, I was like, why start. have you made this so confusing? I, I also don't know. There must have been a way to get Tom Hardy's Venom in the MCU and just actually keep him there. Like, I just, I don't know. But the whole, I, I left the cinema. I was like, I just don't, how did he know Peter Parker? And yeah. I was like, looking on the internet, I was like, how did he know he was Peter Parker? Like, what did I miss? Because he licked the TV. There was a flash. He licked the TV screen as if, like, I'm going to go and eat him. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to go and have to visit this Peter Parker. I was like, that doesn't make any sense either. Like, just, and then he just vanished again. Which just was such a really odd thing. thing to like. The only thing just, I appreciated about that scene was the fact that the bartender was what's his face from Ted Lasso. Yes, it was. I, was like, I liked it when he said he wanted to go skinny dipping. I don't know why that made me laugh, but just, it didn't make me laugh. It didn't make me laugh on the outside, but inside I was like, <laughs> <laughs> classic Venom wanting to go skinny dipping. But yeah, yeah it just it just, it just felt like a waste. And, and poor Venom, like he's such a good Spider-Man villain as well, but. Yeah, I mean the one thing I would love, I and mean, he was in the, he was in the sky when the things were coming through. Craven, but uh, Craven, yeah, mm. Craven. I've, I always want, I'd love, I just love, love Craven to be a villain in one of the films. They're I'm a bit worried now scene. because he's, he's in the game, obviously, um, and he's got his own film. But it, again, that's that's the thing with Spider-Man. It's difficult not to have him involved in with other villains because most of it, most of his characters like Venom. Even they're going to be in the Sony universe, um, yeah. which was weird as well because there's that painting of Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in, in Morbius, Morbius, and then there's Oscorp from Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, so they've like and kind of Michael Keaton. They've kind of, even though Spider-Man's got this huge rogues gallery, they're like kind of running out of. I mean, it'd be cool. Like Black Cat would be a cool villain, but again, there's talks of her having her own film as well. So mm. it's uh, it's weird to see what they do next. But overall this film so i i avoided everything apart from good from two nights before i saw the film even though i muted everything i was on twitter and i was looking at something and then someone said someone put up a like oh i follow i've just i'm doing this collab with this comic thing i thought oh that looks interesting so i pressed it and their pinned tweet was six feet running across a platform in spider costumes i was like oh no can only assume what I've seen is what I've seen. Yes. Um, and obviously it was obviously taken from the film. And I went back after I saw it. And if I hadn't switched off, then I would have seen all three of them running off the platform. Yeah. That's right. uh, yeah. That, I mean, that was awesome. I was, I was really surprised as well. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know Sandman was in it. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I knew Lizard was in it from the trailer, but I didn't know Recifus that actually was actually in it as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know his, I thought for the, for quite a bit of it with Sandman, um, well, when Sandman first showed up, I was like, it's probably just going to be him as Sandman because all I'd seen in the trailer was him exploding with his big face. So I thought it's probably just going to be like CGI, 
but no talking. So I was actually surprised at Thomas Hayden Church and Reese Siffens was were actually in it, which was quite nice. Uh, Did you read that that wasn't that they didn't shoot anything new for that? No, I, I haven't read anything about that actually. I just wasn't sure if it was because you could actually see from I thought with Thomas Hayden Church it was the exact footage of him looking at the Statue of Liberty, of him looking. It looked it looked identical, but just like the mirror version of it. So yeah. I wasn't sure if it was new scenes or no. They not. I think they wanted to, and then because of COVID, they couldn't. So his is taken from. Uh, I can't remember if it's the end of Spidey, three or whether it's the train scene or something, but they basically shot it. They took the footage from Spidey three and like reversed it a little bit to make it work, and Risa fans shot is reversed from when he gets cured in Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Um, so they basically just like digitally changed those scenes to make it work, but it was because they couldn't game. So all the voices obviously were the same because they could do those remote. Yeah. But the um, their actual scenes were like doctored, um, hmm. which I thought was interesting. But, you know, again, COVID, yeah. I guess. But... but again, with that lineup, you've got a bit of a Sinister Six, haven't you? Which is a bit of a shame as well. Because yeah, I was really amazed they didn't do that actually. Yeah, I liked. I really liked the apartment scene as well. When you knew you knew something wasn't going to be quite right with Norman Osborn, like you knew, yeah. I, I, you knew someone was going to turn on them and stuff. And I, I actually, I really liked that fight between them in the apartment as well. Like I like the, the fight, fact yeah, that yeah, fight's great. Like Spider Man's being pretty much overpowered in most of those things as well. And I, I really like, I really like Doc Ock in it as well. I, I mean. I, generally like for me as a huge fan as well i was it kind of hit a lot of high notes for me i i, I can't wait to see it again I'm, I'm really excited to see it again because i just this overwhelming sense of just happiness when um with toby Maguire and things like that and I, I thought all their scenes together like in the school when they're making their doing the projects and stuff the school projects when they're trying to get the cure and stuff to go just thought it was just worked really well all three of them and andrew garfield Although he looked quite a bit older, it's like he hadn't, you know, he hadn't lost a beat with it either. You could see he could easily do another film if he it wanted did, to or not. It was nice it, that Tom Maguire looked older as well. Like it worked out. Well, I mean, you could even you could even enjoy another Tom Maguire Spider-Man. Like there's enough, there's enough stuff there that you could do, yeah. do whatever. Yeah, I um I've seen a few interviews with Garfield since and he's talked about it. And so the suit that he wore is the exact same one. Like he still fits into the same suit. Nice. Um, I was like, that's a very cool thing. Um, and obviously, like him just lying to everybody about not being in it. Yeah, like, so he lied to Emma Stone, didn't he? As yeah. well, I was like, props. Um, but he was saying about like when he first signed on for the film, they didn't have a script. But he said that one of the first conversations they had is they wanted to have this scene where Zendaya falls, and he's the one that catches her. Um, and he was like, that was the thing that grabbed him the most because he said it's 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 him like curing this weight that his his peter's had and sort of like getting through this moment i saw uh, that zendaya's like line was uh improv like, off, improv yeah it was off the yeah. cuff she just did it and that's why he teared up yeah as well yeah i think that's such I, a like brilliant powerful kind of moment, all those moments are good aren't they like that mm. I, lo- I love the fact that toby guy spider-man when he talks to doc ock as well because that was like a father-son thing in Spider-Man, that never you'd never get that scene. Obviously, if they just stuck with that film, or you never yeah. had this moment. Um, I just, I just think it, it served a lot for me, and I, 
feels like I always wanted more Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I felt so underwhelmed by Spider-Man 3. And I, I really liked Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man as well. I just I hated what they did with the villains. I didn't like what they did with Electro. I didn't like what they did with Green Goblin. I didn't like what they did with Lizard. Like None of the villains. The villains were the weakest part of those films. But I liked Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Did, like you the think that, did you think then the villains in this were weak in the same way? Like, did you I think thought, like the no, lizard and Electro were bad? No, I, I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's. Well, no, lizard doesn't really work for me in that way. I, I think they could have done that a lot better. I think that could have been a, a lot. I wish that lizard had had more of a storyline about his family. I think the Kurt Connor stuff. Um, I think they used him to cater to like the Oscorp stuff too much. Um, in a way, mm-hmm. but I thought Electro came off a bit better, probably because of his look as well. I just didn't dig the. The blue, the blue look, um, and it actually felt a bit fresher. I think Jamie Fox played it. Just felt a bit more like Jamie Fox <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way. Um, you know, they, you can tell. You know, they laughed at that stuff as well, didn't they? Like bloody eels and all this stuff. And I fell in a sand generator and everything, which is obviously what happens in various comics versions and animated versions. But I, I mean, you weren't with them long enough to really digest how. Because they weren't, they weren't the whole film, were they? It wasn't Electro's character, wasn't the whole film, and Lizard's character. And you just got little bits. The two that characters still got the most time were Doc Ock and Green Goblin, weren't they? Mm. Um, and I thought Doc Ock, like, you know, just picked up where it left off. So I thought the villains were really weak in Amazing Spider-Man, but they were fine in this for what they did. Um, and I obviously I really like Tom Holland Spider-Man because I think the villains were good in the Tom Holland Spider-Man. I think Vulture was really good in the first Spider-Man, and I liked. Jesus, who was the villain in the second one? Mysterio. Mysterio. I like Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio as well. So, yeah, I just, I think it all came together really, really well. And it just gave me a bit of a, like, a rounding off Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man and opening the door definitely for a more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and it opens a whole new world for Tom Holland Spider-Man. So I thought it was very, very good. And I, worth the wait it was a bit rushed in places you're right I, I, I didn't love the Doctor Strange stuff um, I just didn't like his just didn't like that Doctor Strange I know he's an arsehole in Doctor Strange 1 and 2 as well but it felt like a needless being an arsehole like there was this is another thing where again like an Instagram account went mental is where they were like um, they pointed out that Doctor Strange in the trailer for Spidey felt like the what if Doctor Strange because he felt like he was going against Wong's suggestion. Um, And like that blew up in a bunch of articles where they were like, is Doctor Strange actually Doctor Strange or is it the what if Doctor Strange? And I just thought like, if you read the comics, like Doctor Strange is a bit of a dick. So like... Oh, yeah, he's a huge asshole as well, but that's not the Doctor Strange that we... Again, there is a bit of an asshole in him, but... Yeah, yeah, Not, I get, yeah. There is a Spider-Man case. doesn't Spider-Man doesn't deserve it, does he? No, Peter yeah, Parker yeah, yeah. doesn't no. deserve it. Like but, Wong could get a bit of shit every now and again because they're probably butting heads a lot. But yeah, but I just I I like I'd never really bought into the fact that that wasn't the Doctor Strange from the MCU because just even just you take that snippet from the trailer of him casting the spell, even though Wong said not to, I'm like, well, that that is the kind of thing he would do. Like because yeah, he wants to push the limits, doesn't he? That's yeah, the thing. He's, he's, he has. He's like Tony Stark. He has an ego complex, and so I've I've never really bought the like. Oh, that's the what if version. Um, and speaking of that, the trailer for Doctor Strange, which was obviously the 
the final post credits for this. What were your thoughts? Um, I don't know really. I mean, at the time, I was a bit frustrated with the whole Venom thing because yeah. what, what I really wanted was some some sort of interaction between like Loki and Doctor Strange. Even yep. though I don't think I don't think Loki's in Doctor Strange too, but it would be nice to link those two things together because mm-hmm. you know with when when Doctor Strange is trying to put the spell back together and it's all the purple cracks that you see from um, from the Loki TV show, like it would be nice to have that continue. So I was a bit disappointed that it was a trailer. I think that bummed me out a bit at the moment at that point, but I hadn't seen the trailer obviously because I, I wasn't following anything, but the trailer felt a bit bundled together. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really feel like I felt like very, it didn't feel me like it didn't really give me that vibe, but I, I like the idea of it. I mean, there's obviously going to be an evil Doctor Strange, um, which, you know, could be a certain villain or it could just be, could be Nightmare, could be, I don't know. I just, I don't think there was any, it didn't really give off much of a, what's wrong. It just looked like Doctor Strange had gone to another dimension, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. like, everything's going wrong. I mean, there was that big tentacle monster. I can't remember his name there from the comics, but yeah. I don't know. It didn't like, I didn't leave the cinema thinking, oh, fuck me, I can't wait to see Doctor Strange. Like, I was just like, it was all right. You? Yeah, I just thought it looked naff. I was like, I don't, I just, there was nothing in it that I grabbed just, me. Um, I just don't think the trailer was very good. Yeah. Just, I, I think also because I didn't think that WandaVision was great. So his interaction with her, um, I was sort of like, oh, I can, I can kind of give or take that. Like, I don't. But that felt like a clip. That felt like it felt like a tiny bit of a trailer, and then a clip yeah. that you would see in the build-up to film, like they've just done with Batman. Um, yeah, yeah, Batman. Yeah. And then it was a bit more of a trailer. It just felt like yeah, a little like all that. we really needed was thirty seconds of Doctor Strange walking out to New York and everything being up shit's creek because he's done this spell. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no explanation as to what's going on. Like, has he done another spell? Is it the spell that he's done with Spider-Man that's crazed, created all these knock-on effects? But I am excited back because I'm looking forward to because it is supposed to be a bit of a horror. Like I'm excited to know what that entails. Like when you say a horror, are we talking like evil Doctor Strange in the shadows that's going to jump out and like try and jump the audience, or is it like oh yeah, it's scary because everything's spinning around and there's a tentacle monster? So <laughs> I thought they'd removed the wording of horror from that because i thought that's why scott derrickson left is that scott derrickson went on stage and was like we're going to make the first horror film in the mcu and then they had disputes as to making an mcu film and making a horror film and scott derrickson had to walk away that was sort of what i'd read about like why he left and so i thought from that point on they've dropped the the horror element and it's become like this big multiverse film that sounds like it's fan service all through. It's like, we're going to give you all of the rumored people that have ever been linked to any character ever. And we'll give you that. Have you you seen the leaked, well, supposedly leaked cast list that's doing the rounds? Yeah. There's like Tom Cruise as Iron Iron Man and like the original Fantastic Four characters. John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Um, I mean, I want John Kariski to be Mr. Fantastic. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Patrick Stewart's meant to be in it. 
Um, oh, that has to be bullshit, though, doesn't it? The Patrick Stewart thing, I'm not sure about because there is like concept art that's come out, and I'm kind of like, I don't. Know. I just think I, I wish think they wouldn't because only... I think like his ending with Logan is is like perfect. No, I just think there's too much. I don't really believe it. Like, I just can't see. Uh... There's only so many films where you can have that many, like, holy shit, like, this person said, because it, eventually it's, like, the Spider-Man stuff was just the right amount. It was, like, just mm-hmm. the right amount of nostalgia, but I just don't see the point in introducing, like, the X-Men as those versions of the X-Men without, until they've actually done their version of the X-Men, you know? Like, you can't have John Kransky be Mr. Fantastic when... In reality, he should be Mr. Fantastic. Like him and Emily Blunt should be the Fantastic Four. Like they should be those two characters that they use. Like no one wants to see Chris Evans as the human torch now. Like, I don't want to see that unless that's its own film where, like, I don't yeah. know, there's like, but you might as well, you might as well do Captain America No Way Home and have Steve Rogers, you might as well have Captain America, old man Captain America, and Human Torch, like all coming through fucking portals. Like yeah, I think it's just it's endless. So I, I I hope if they're going to do this, that it's just focusing on Strange and Wonder, and um, what's her name, America, America Chavez. Yeah, America Chavez. Yeah, and you know, just really knock on with this next phase. Like, um, I mean, the Spider-Man film almost felt like a little bit like it was the end of a phase. Like it was that. Like, yeah, the Sp- the Spidey film feels like a closure for his character. Like if they wanted to like completely leave him there and just have him cameo and like never do another film they could because they've got an arc yeah. um obviously they won't because money but yeah i just my biggest gripe i think with doctor strange is kind of like you with loki is that i bloody love like i think loki is the one of the best things that the mcu's ever done um and I, their way of tapping into the multiverse is making Loki seem small in that watching that when you got to those final two episodes, it was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then Spidey, you're kind of like, well, that must, there must be some Loki connection there in terms of like the fact that Kang has died and the multiverse is split. Right. And then it feels more self-contained because it's like, well, he opened up a bit of the multiverse by asking for the spell. They closed it by closing the spell. And then in the Doctor Strange trailer, it's like uh, him saying he's made the mistake. And so I'm. That's sort why of I like, think he's done something else. Like I just assume he's done. Yeah. Stupid. Also, also, him making a mistake. I'm like, well, surely he wouldn't remember casting the spell because he's forgotten who Peter Parker is. Peter Parker is. I feel well, like they've they just. Be- yeah. obviously there's going to be something we're only seeing a bit of it aren't we so i'm just yeah, going off the sure. assumption that he's yeah he's done something bad or or wong as the sorcerer supreme knows he's done something bad he's like you did a spell and he's like i don't know what you're on about he's like i would remember if i'd done a spell but wong's like you fucked up like mm-hmm. what you've done has had huge ramifications to the multiverse but i say to you yannicka it's like what i really wish would have happened in the spider-man linked to loki stuff is that wouldn't it have been great if loki had just shown up in peter parker's apartment or something yeah. it's just like we need like blah, blah blah this is happening like we need we need heroes or we need yeah. something or even better if the one who should not be named showed up like yeah. and started that process of him being like one of the next big bads and he just started showing up and 
started. Yeah. It just, link, there's, there's, it just would lo, the Loki thing is the perfect link to what just happened at Spider in Spider Man and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like, but it has so much. No, I just, it, hasn't. It, it slightly concerns me that as well. I, like, I was thinking that Kang would be, like, obviously not an Avengers villain, but I felt like he was going to pop up in a lot of things. And now I'm sort of feeling like maybe he is literally just in Loki and he'll be tied off in Ant-Man no, I, 3. I, I, I think, yeah, I, no, I think Kang, I, I liked to. Did I call him the he who should not be named? Yes. I mean, that, isn't that a version of him, though? Isn't he? Is that is that right? Or am I thinking of Voldemort now? The fuck, am I thinking about? Oh, maybe it is. There is a version of it. The what's it called? What is it? Um. Oh fuck. I know it's he something, but what is it? Uh. It that was his name in in Loki, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you look that up, and I'll say that I no, I think he'll have a big role. I, I generally think the next big things to happen in the MCU between him and Doctor Doom, those two, I think, are the big things that are going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the huge thing would be something like Galacticus, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you've got all the stuff going on with Eternals as well. There's just too much. There's a lot of craziness. Yes, but and I just he, I would have loved. Will. I just would have loved. He will. He who remains. He who that's, remains, that's it. Yes. But just imagine Pete Parker in his apartment, right? And there's just an orange, the orange door behind him. But you don't, he looks and it's like, he doesn't know. But then spider sense tingles, bang, it's Loki. Because the spider sense is like, Loki's a bad guy, right? And then it's just Loki's like, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just everything is. Then it cuts. Yeah. And then it cuts because that's multiverse. And then you can go into Doctor Strange 2 trailer. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we can, we might as well give a review of Spider-Man like score wise. So what would you give out of 10? Um, ten. I don't know if I've given anything a ten. Have I? Maybe I gave Justice League, the actual Justice League. Um, uh, Seven point five. Terrible. Just because, like, I genuinely do think that first hour is like awful. I am going to give it nine because. It's got all the spider peeps in it. And it's nice. just good. Yeah. Rushed in places, sure. Some of it doesn't make any sense. Let's <laughs> never talk about the Venom thing again. But yeah. it's, uh, I was actually, uh, Stina messaged me saying, are oh, there post credits? I was like, yeah, I guess. I but guess like, you could stay with Venom, but I can just tell you what happens. And there's a trailer at the end. But that's, um, that's two post credits back to back that they've, they've done poorly now as well. Like Hawkeye. Awful. Um, and oh, yeah, the musical. Yeah. The, the Eternals one was good, though, with Blade. Probably. Was it, though? Yeah. I was kind of like, I don't understand why these two characters would be together because they've never been together. It was Blade. It is, it is Blade, obviously, but I'm like, why are they together? And also, like, I don't know. I didn't care for Kit Harrington's character. And also, that I, I, it was followed by the Harry Styles scene, which was like, oh god, um, which wasn't good. Uh, I assume then, before we close up, because I assume we're this is close to the end of the episode. This is close to the end. 
um, I need to just have a little uh, gush about a TV series I watched. Yes, you do this before we wrap up because I know you're excited and oh I haven't seen God. it yet. So. I, th- I think I think you'll love it. Um, okay. So what, I watched a series which is on Stars Play called Heels. Um, it's got Stephen Amell in it who um, if anybody watched Arrow played Oliver Queen. Um, he's also in a really good film Code 8 if anybody's just watched it on Netflix that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, it also co-stars Alexander Ludwig who is awesome in this but the series is about a small time wrestling company um, in Duffy in Georgia Duffy. and uh, for anybody who doesn't know the word heel means that you play a villain in wrestling and a face means you play a hero um, wrestling's real what um, and this show looks at basically like how the like storylines are written, how things influence the storyline around wrestling. It's very tied into that. And then also tied into, you know, the physicality of wrestling. It feels like it is written from the point of view of somebody who's gone like, there needs to be a show that explains, like when people say wrestling's all fake, that A, there's a physicality to it, which is like these people literally do break their bodies. And B, it's storytelling. Um, and these two things go hand in hand to create this perfect thing. And the show just does that so well, as well as giving you like family drama. But I got like three episodes in and I was like, I think the reason I absolutely love this show, A, the writing's amazing, the music's amazing, the cast is great. But it's like Friday Night Lights. It I is love like, Friday Night Lights. It, it has that feel like through and through, like the, the music's similar. Um, all the engagement with the characters is kind of the same. It's just, it's so like when things go right, you really feel like this is like, it feels good. And when things are wrong, you're kind of like, motherfucker. Um, Did the critics like it? I've never read a review about it. I don't think. I think so. I haven't actually like looked on any critic stuff, but it's got a second season. So obviously did well enough to give a second season, but it just all around, it just feels like, um, I always talk about this, but, there are certain shows and certain films and stuff where you feel like it's a labor of love and heels just feels like it feels like they spent a long time getting everything right. That they were kind of like, we want to represent it in a certain way. We want these characters to do these things. And they got a lot of people on board to help them. Like Stephen Amell's he's, he's been a part of, he's done a few things with WWE before and he's a big part. Mm-hmm. He's been a part of AEW and he's close with Cody Rhodes, who is like one of the, like um, the first people who arranged AEW is like one of the people on the board and everything. So, yep. you know, it's about getting the insight from the right people. I know CM Punk was in it as well, wasn't he? He was actually so. in a couple of episodes. So you know, you've got the right people helping you and explaining you what it's like. And if you've actually been part of the business as well, even slightly, and you know what it's like, then it's different to, you know, we're going to do a wrestling show and blah, blah, blah. blah. You're going to be this person. You're going to be this person. And, but I mean, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard about it, like, the way you're describing it is that they, you know, they obviously were living this life for a little bit and they thought we can make a show out of this. Like we can really put what the wrestling business is because people don't know. Like you know, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff in wrestling, if you're just a fan, like the drug addiction, the pain addiction, the pain that they go through and the, you know, the early starts, the driving around. Like I think there's this perception of wrestlers as well where they, you know, they, 
they just get planes everywhere, but they don't. They drive like nine hours between cities. And from what I've heard about the heel show, it's just that it, it nails it nails it so like an yeah. entertaining show but it, it really establishes what that business is like yeah it like really focuses in on just um like all the behind the scenes stuff from like uh like fan interactions right through to like so much of it is also just if you're a heel in the show what you're like in um like what you're like in real life um and i think that's that that's something that I, I'd never really thought about before is that if you're playing a heel, like how people see you as a person in life, like whether they see you as a villain and the show is so much focused on that. Um, it's how like the storyline is influenced by it. And I think that's just so interesting. Um, but yeah. And they also look at it as well, like in terms of like how you have, and it feels like a little bit of an analogy for almost like nineties wrestling where um, like you've got, really good storylines in WWF now WWE versus like ECW where ECW's selling point was like absolute brutality it was like just carnage and people loved it for that reason um, because they were like I just want to watch people do stupid things whereas WWF was always a bit more like well we're going to give you a storyline of you know rock versus stone cold um, and this sort of looks at that it looks at the just the difference in that and the difference in the audience and the difference in participation and it's just yeah like i really got addicted to it and it was one of those shows where you sort of finish it and you're like i really don't want to watch the last episode because i'm gonna have to wait for season two um i think it's i think it's due to be out on something in norway in the next month or so i looked it up when we last spoke about it but it's on amazon prime but you have to pay x amount of money for it which obviously i could do but if it's going to be on here in a month or so i'll just wait but i'm really looking forward to it yeah it's um yeah it's great like wherever it's on genuinely try to watch it because i think you'll love it I, I really do i think you'll um you'll dig it all right we'll check it out all right that's it for this episode um for anybody who wants to follow us you can find us on social media twitter and instagram at consistently pod and on youtube by simply searching consistently okay podcast we stream on all podcast services with each episode coming out fortnightly all right thanks a lot for listening everyone thanks nick our next episode is going to be an in-depth episode we're still focusing on batman and we're going to be talking all things batman animated from the animated series to killing joke hush long halloween all of those things and then that's our last in-depth episode before we actually do one on the batman which is just you know all kinds of good hype there's a four hour cut out there nick i know and it's three hours in the cinema it's like yes it's awesome. give me it. everyone's like i saw a poll was like would you watch a three-hour batman film i was like yes 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 i would <laughs> thank you let me see it now because we've got i mean this these screen ones that they do the early screenings most of the time they always get a bit of good press don't they because it's just like normally it's like diehard fans and everything they're just excited but this got pretty good good feedback didn't it so mm. I'm excited very much so very much so alright well I'm gonna go and not think about Venom and Spider-Man 3 anymore in either Spider-Man 3 Toad Maguire Spider-Man 3 or Spider-Man 3 No Way Home because none of them work exactly. and his own films don't work so let's just let me <laughs> yeah. write a Venom film it's tragic really isn't it it is tragic yeah stupid anyway <laughs> good Nick always a pleasure my friend it was a good dude
All right. Take care, everyone. Take care. Thanks a Thanks lot. For Bye. Bye.